1: You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Priest. It's a lovely sunny day. I've got a retro villa shirt on. Well, 2001, I think it is, if that counts as retro. I had a nice stroll in the sun this morning, so it's a nice day, isn't it? But it's international break and that's rubbish. Ash, how are you?
2: Yeah, oh good mate, weather's good outside and yeah, international break, it's not like grand half days, isn't it? Um, They're boring, aren't they? I'm thinking, oh, international
1: are. break, let's talk about Villa, but it's Wednesday, We're i are like, like three days into it, I'm really fed up with it.
2: I know, um, um, but yeah, uh, Thursday, Matty Cash against John McGinn, that could be a bit lively, but um, mm-hmm. nothing much to chat about really. Uh, a few of the youth lads are in action tonight at Walsall, Dan, um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. Irig Boonan, Chuck Mowick and Aaron Ramsey, England under-19s. So I don't know if a few Villa fans are heading down to the Banksies later. That should be quite decent. But yeah, yeah I missed a, uh, an international break and we'll, we'll try and play through and look ahead at the season that, that, that's that been, mate. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what we're here to do today. Something a little bit different. Almost uh, I, I, when I'm kind of scheduling these, I'd call this a filler episode because we're not talking about current day uh, Aston Villa, but not filler in the sense that we we don't care about the content. It's just something a bit different. Yep. So I've got uh, got some clips together from our pre-season predictions so the episode that we did in the Aston Inn, I'll tell you what, I'd love a Guinness that we had on that on that day today. That would be, yeah. be lovely. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but I've picked out, I think there's six or seven clips that I'm going, I'm going to play back to us and the stream and the podcast. Um, welcome to people watching live, by the way. Uh, we're going to react to what we said, amend any, any, any predictions we want to do, potentially kind of laugh at ourselves, laugh at Matt and James as well, because they're not here to defend yeah. themselves like, like we are. Um, and just like discuss what we said, how we feel then and how we feel now. So I don't really know what particular orders to, to go with these. Um, should we have something like player of the year
0: first? Yeah, go on.
2: Um, do, do you
1: remember what you said? For player that?
2: of the year? I don't
0: know. No. You don't? Okay. All well, right. Let's, let's roll the clip then. I'd like to think it would be an attacking player. Yeah. Because that, would, yeah, mean, to, that me, would mean that mm. we've come out all guns blazing and that we're an exciting team. Um I'd love it to be I'd love it to be Danny Ings because he scores thirty goals. I'd love it to be De become because he becomes, you know, a real little gem, the next Benito Carboni or whatever, or a real kind of a real fan's favourite in there. I'm gonna go with Matty Target. I think he'll. That's
3: a boring <laughs> answer, isn't it? Compared to that, <laughs> I think he'll be really impressive. I think he kicked on. I was speaking to off my uncle about yesterday, thinking the first season Matt Target here, you know, how he seemed to be overrun, knocked about, pushed over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's kicked on. I mean, he doesn't look any different, but the mentality, you know, I think he's got what it takes, and I think he'll be itching to prove himself without that link up with Grilish, and I think he could be a real threat.
2: And next to Target, Torre Mings, big year for him. I think he proved himself at the Euros. and he spoke about his troubles about a bit of self-doubt and that and I think he'll come out after the Euros with a bit more confidence now and we've seen it at stages last season when he come out the team Villa are a bit, a bit ropey at the back and his communication on the field is massive and that's a key part of what Villa got 15 clean sheets last season so if he kicks on again and um, Martin has a good season and if they have a good season I think the lads up front Ings, scoring goals and keeping clean sheets you're going to win a lot of football matches so big season for Toro and it'll be interesting if he gets the captain team, um, over the coming days. so yeah for I
1: could see you watching that down the bottom of your face in thought about what you were saying. So for anyone who doesn't know, that was August 2021 where we made those predictions. Uh, I said Buendia, by the way, it wasn't in that clip. Uh, obviously, there's still time for this to change, Player of the Year. It's not going to be settled just yet. I don't think it's going to be Danny Ings for scoring 30 goals. Mm. I don't think it's going to be uh, Matty Target for his uh, his loan at Newcastle now. No. Uh, interesting there that James talking about his mentality and, and will to prove himself and he's no longer at the club. Mm. Um, you went with Tara Mings. First of all, your reflection on on those guys' predictions there, and and who do you think it could be now? Now we know a little bit more than we did back then.
2: Yeah, Danny Ings. I expected a bit more from Ings. Um, five mm-hmm. goals and five assists from Ings from his eighteen games. Not not too bad, to be honest. Dan, looking back at Danny Ings, I know you want a bit more for thirty million quid. But when he's when he's been in the team and he scored now and again, I know you want more. Got you want more more goals than five even. But he's chipped in now and again, and yeah. It hasn't worked out for things this season, but there's there's hope nine games left. He can go on a bit of a scoring run and finish the season really well. But Matt Target, yeah, I could see where James was getting at with that. Obviously, he was player's player last season, wasn't he? Thinking, go on, then get yourself an England team and go, go and perform really well. Um, but yeah, Gerard weren't keen on him as soon as he come in, hence the, why well, they son Luca Dina. And Matt Target said, oh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll do one. And. Um, He's doing well at Newcastle, though. So I think Villam mm. will make a few good on him in the summer. I think the deal's already there for that to happen—fifteen million pound—and um, I think that'd be a decent, a decent little summer money for Villa. I know, I know, you want more from from a player like like, like Target, but I think Villa need to start selling some players now and, and get a decent fees for them. So Target will will do that. I said, yeah, Toro Mings, yeah, but I think he's been a bit up and down season for him. I think. I think Villa are stronger when he's in the team, but a few mistakes crept into his game this season. He hasn't been as consistent as he would have liked. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it hasn't really happened for Mings either, to be honest, Dan, hence where, where Villa are on the table. But, um, yeah, player of the season, I think it's a two-horse race, probably with Matty Cash and Jacob Ramsey. Coutinho mm. could come into that mix and He's been, been sensational. And with nine games to go, plenty of play for. But I'd say, I'd say... One of Ramsey or Cash. Probably edging towards Ramsey, given his his goal output and his general play. He's only 20 as well, so really exciting future for him. So one of them two. What about yourself?
1: Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing, and I was going to split the difference by saying Cash for player of the year and Ramsey for young player of the year. It's a cheeky way of getting around it, just as as a 20-year-old. But as as you're talking then, I think it's really difficult to pick a player of the season, and that probably sums up Villa having a pretty average season, doesn't it, to finish... Somewhere between ninth and thirteenth, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so so not not the best. So there's a clip here about the youth prospects. Okay. And I've, in, I've included this because my question was, who from the youth academy will break through into the first team and, and make an impact this year? And I'll play the clip in a second. But nobody said Ramsey. And I don't Same. know whether that was because we kind of already took Ramsey as red have, as already broken through. Or whether we just underrated his impact entirely. But I'll play the clip and, and then
3: let you see what you think. You know, we'll see him in the flesh and he looks really exciting, Ash. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. He had a really good preseason, right? Well. He's two goals, two assists from four games. Really stood out. Lobsy um, were really interested in him as well, so Bill got him on a, on a new deal. And he said he needs to work on his end product and I think his, his defensive duties are now really there for all to see. And yeah, we had a really good preseason. I think 19 year old and he'll be in around the mix, I'm sure.
0: i said, I mentioned um, Carney Chuck. I think he's got that physicality and he's got that kind of real belief and that real swagger I'd like to see him it's going to be 10 minutes ten minutes here or there but unless we sign somebody in that position I think that somebody's got to go and grasp it somebody's got to go and grasp it and I don't think you'll get as many opportunities to grasp it as the senior players alongside him but I'd just like to see what he can do I should have said that first clip was about Filipe
1: Badace, who's obviously yes. at Stoke, and then Connie Chipmaker. We don't even know is going to sign a new contract or not. So yeah, it's just strange looking back on that from from only August that those two players we talked about as breaking through haven't really, and Ramsey wasn't mentioned at all.
2: No, I think we overlooked him, and yeah, I, 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 I think I don't think we rated him as highly as what he could achieve this season, but what he's going to go on to do. So yeah, I think I think I think. Looking back at that, I think yeah, we didn't take Ramsey seriously enough, um, which is a fair comment, I think. And yeah, Ramsey's really kicked on this season. I think he's, I think I think Villa fans have been surprised by his emergence, mm-hmm. knocking on the England senior door down last week. Yeah. Talk about him jumping in 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 the, in the group there. So that's huge. Um, Considering him in his Premier League debut last November, twenty twenty was it? And he's really yeah, this season six goals to his name could could end up as Villa's top scorer for a season. So. Gerard's excited about him. We've seen, we've seen him speak to BT Sport last week about Ramsey really, really showing show, showing himself in training and, and conducting himself. So, yeah, I think we overlooked Ramsey. I think we really did. But I was excited by the Bedard from the summer last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, really stood out for me, and he's, he's doing well at Stoke in the championship. Championship. So, we'll see what his future holds next. Well, in the summer and Carney. Uh, yeah, I asked Gerard that question about Carney after Leeds in the press room. What's the latest with him? Is he going to sign a new deal? Um, and talks didn't progress. So I think Carney just want to sit down and see where his future's at in the summer. I know Dortmund are keen from reports overnight, and um, I think he just wants, he wants to play. I think he wants it all now. He wants to play week in week out. Seeing what Ramsey's doing. But There's an element just I think he just relax a little bit. He's in the 18. Carney, um, mm. massive future like we know. But but yeah, that that, that that'll get sorted out in the summer. But, um, yeah, Carney's one big start against Brentford at home back in August. Did OK. I think he's made eight substitute appearances, so he's ticked along quite nicely. He'll get, he'll get to 10, 12 appearances before the season's out, probably. And yet, who knows, Gerald could chuck him in for the games as, as the season ticks down, Dan, to have a, have a yeah. really good look at him.
0: Yeah. And,
2: um, but we'll see. Um, yeah, some, some important talks to be had in the summer regarding Carney and what happens with Philistine Bados as well.
1: There's a part of me as, as a supporter here talk, thinking that as much as any player could be as good as they, they could be or, or are, whether that's you know ability now or potential, if there's any kind of rumours, and it is only rumours about contracts and not quite wanting to be be here, you know, not sure whether this is the right thing and that kind of stuff, I think get rid of them. <laughs> and yep. quite ruthless about it. I want people invested in Aston Villa to and uh, invested in the idea of where of where things are going to, to play here. And I'm not suggesting that Carney Chuckmaker might might not be. Once these rumours about you know why a contract might not be signed start to to flare up, I kinda of think I'm not quite sure. Tim open Iro- signed a contract last week, I think exactly. it was. And you think, okay, that was sorted quickly, easier. Move on. Carney's dragged on and dragged on. I was the kind of thing oh, I'd be ruthless, get rid then if, he, if he's not fully invested. But yeah, you don't want to let a good player go if you, if you don't have to. So hopefully that is resolved and benefits Aston Villa going forward.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we've seen what happened with, with Tim O'Reilly Brunham last week, 2027, that he's contracted yeah. to you now. I think Villa learned from their mistakes with Carney previously. But yeah, I think Villa were fully expecting Carney to sign his his new deal on his 18th birthday last October. Didn't happen, wanted some assurances over his game time and I think he's look, looking out for number one himself and you will see where his future lies in the summer when, when talks happen again. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Ball's in his court, obviously, Villa wanting to sign. Gerard's told me that as well, mm. but um, it'll be up to him. And For me, Dan, I, I think Villa's a good club to be at. for a young player, working under Gerard as well, Gary McAllister, an excellent midfield player in his day as well, so... And, yeah, I think Gerard's keen to give Youngsters a chance. Look what he's done with Ramsey. He's kicked him onto a new level. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ball's in carnage court, and we'll see what happens with that one.
1: Let's go for underrated player of the season. I think, to be fair, you've come out of this one quite well. Which player is most
2: underrated, as it stands, that
1: could go on to have an important role next season? Nakamba.
2: Finished season last season well, and he started pre-season really well. Gone under the radar. People won't have have him in their starting 11s, but I think he could have a really good season. I think he's important to... To Villa, he's the only defensive minded midfield man in there. And he's done well over pre season, and that bodes well. And we'll see. But I think you asked me that question. My instant feeling was Nakamba. I think he could have a good season.
3: Yeah, I was going to say uh, even Nakamba or Traore, I think, you know, he was absolutely, you know, dynamite at some point, <laughs> some seconds last season. <laughs> um, but when the fans came back against Chelsea, he just seemed to like just thrive. And you're like, where, you know, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? But um, Nakamba, I think, is the. Uh, Honest to god answer. I mean there's a there's a role there open for him to take, whether yeah, he does true. it or not, is up to him. But you know, he
0: could talk Villa out of making a sign in here. Probably try right, <laughs> to be honest, because I think we've got that excited about the attacking options yeah. that we've got available. He's not gonna wanna suddenly disappear into the background, to be honest. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's gonna be, face a challenge to get to get into the starting lineup. But I think if he's coming on for 15, 20 minutes at the end of games I think he'd be busting a gut to make an impact you know we said so many times during the podcast last season that you know flaky wingers not, not delivering enough and then you look at the numbers that he posted in his first season yeah. back in the Premier League uh, and gave us the sense that there was still more to come from him uh, so I don't think he's going to want to lie down and, and be forgotten about. I think he could still have an impact. I think you could just copy and paste everything you just said there
1: about El Ghazi as well, unless yeah. he's the one that ends up leaving. Mm-hmm. little caveat at the end there to say El Ghazi might leave to, to get not me out of the hole. Um, yeah, Troy not happen for him, I think seven seven appearances, six off the bench injuries yeah. as well is a big, big problem for him. Um, I want to like him, but don't get to see enough of him to, to make that judgment. Uh, and Nakamba, again, at, at one stage, I don't know if he's been injured for a long time now, but he was performing well above what most people thought he probably could in that spell when Gerald took over. So, pretty good shout from you there early season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think Bill were linked too heavily with defensive midfielders in, in the summer. And I thought they were going to go strong with Nakamba. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the change of system didn't add 3 5 under Dean Smith. And Nakamba did really yeah. well. But it's a shame. It's a shame he only had eight starts in Nicamba's had 12 appearances before his injury. And um, I think he had four or five games under Gerard. And he was, he was the standout player. He allowed yeah. the attacking players to flourish because Nakamba was there to win the ball back for you and just play it simply and he really thrived. So, yeah, a bit of a... Probably, probably, did the Nakamba's injury derail this season? Probably could look look back at that and say yeah, I think probably so. did. Um, so, yeah, good good show. Yeah, quite like Nakamba. Hoping he'll be over his injury troubles now and be back for the remaining games. And, yeah, Bertrand Traoré, right, like you say, Dan. We haven't seen too much of him at all. Back-to-back injuries just haven't, hasn't happened for him. We've seen him briefly last weekend against Arsenal coming on. Didn't do, didn't do a fat lot there. And just, yeah, just wonder about the, the wingers. Leon Bailey, another one. Um, how are yeah. they going to fit into this compact system Gerard likes? Um, will they be, be more into number 10s? I'm unsure. I'm really intrigued to see about the summer regarding Troy and Bailey, whether they stick around and whether they've got a future at Villa Park. Cause two very talented players. I think they cost, what, £50 million between them? mixed so it's a lot of money there to to spend on two players and that, we've both got real pedigree but it's a shame we haven't seen too much of them this season and yeah it's one of them ones
1: Let's go to Danny Ings and Ollie Watkins next then this is the, the clip that, that sparked the idea to do this podcast essentially um, I saw it somewhere else about kind of pre-season predictions. I said, I, no way we'd have said Ings and Watkins would be on 12 goals at this point. Like, I'd have been disappointed if just one of them was on 12 goals at this point. Oh. No, never mind combined. So let's uh, go back, rewind six or seven right. months and see what we said about our new striking partnership. What do you right. think?
3: 30. Uh, 30 between uh, them both. Yeah. Ash? I'll go 35. Oof. Matt? 47.
0: <laughs> How guessing, old are you again? Guessing my age now. that was <laughs> <what's> going <on? laughs> 63 um, <laughs> I
1: don't know Yeah over 30 Between the two of it them should actually be genuinely Calculating it just yeah. trying to Just trying to think uh, about Watkins got 14 last year uh, I think he, someone said He hit the post seven times And had three ruled out For the
0: AR So that three you know, rubbish ones Doesn't as well, work I mean, like I've that But yeah, 12, then yeah. Some of that. Watkins could have got 20 plus last year yeah, In theory yeah. I'll go 35 yeah. again Then we've got a little bit Of flexibility Who gets what M1? 35 there I overplayed that one Didn't we Shocking. I mean, we
1: all, we all did. If we'd have said 20, we'd, we'd have been wrong between yeah. them and that would have been a, a very, very low guess back then as well. And, and you, I mean, there'll be people watching this now. It, it's very easy to laugh at us and go, oh, look at those idiots. But, yeah. you know, everyone was saying, you know, 15 each or 10 and ten and 20 or whatever. Um, I think there was a stage later in the episode where it said, well, you know, if they play well and work together and, and Watkins gets 25 and Ings gets zero, you still count yeah. that as a, a decent partnership because, like, they work together well. Um, yeah but yeah where's my notes Ings on 5 Watkins on 7 12 for them both in the league you know we're sat there in August going we want 35 and if Villa perform and get top 6 you do have two goal scorers that that score score a good amount of goals I don't think anyone would have thought they'd be on 12 come March and it's um, it's a disappointing return isn't it when you reflect on it now
2: yeah I've lost count how many podcasts we've had done as well where we've said they can't play together we've said that quite a lot so, that's been a big talking point amongst the season as well. Can they play together? Struggled of late. Gerald has put the two of them um, in attack recently for the wins over Southampton. Mm-hmm. Leeds as well. And they worked all right together. But, uh, like you say, with Ings signed last summer, you're thinking, OK, got some goal, got some firepower in this in this line now. Watkins will kick on again after his 14-goal season. You're thinking, come on then, there's goals in this team now. And the pair of them will really flourish. But, yeah, it hasn't happened really. Um Two of them been in and out the sides as well. Gerald's preferred Ings at one stage and then he, he, he dropped Watkins for two games and he'd come back in and scored. So, yeah, massively overplayed that one. Um Both got a big reputation. Done it in the Premier League before and you're thinking they could do it again. But I think they'll be disappointed with their numbers this season. But like you say, nine games to go. They can, um, they can try and finish on, on a real high. So, I we'll, we'll hope that happens.
1: Yeah, I tweeted that earlier and a couple of people said, oh, there's still, still time left for them, for them to hit your target of 30-plus. Um, if I suppose this is one of the ones that we can kind of amend, so you, you and me get the chance to do so anyway. Yeah. There is nine games left. They're on 12 at the moment. How many will they be on when we get to the end of the season?
2: Ooh, I'd like to see them chipping about four. Um, 20, I think 20 should be a good number. You know what I mean? Another eight goals mm. between them.
1: You want a bit more, but I think twenty will be a good ballpark for them to hit if they can do it. Yeah, I think twenty is probably a reasonable target to set. I mean, yeah, be not going to get not going to get eighteen in the next nine. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought anyway. Eight each, um, eight nine each. Uh, a goal a game, yeah, maybe goal a game for them both. You n- you never know. But yeah, let's aim for twenty. I think. I mean, that sounds more acceptable, doesn't it? If we aim for thirty and they both get twenty, that's not a, a terrible return, but. It's far less than anyone expected. Yeah. Um, where should we go to next? Where will it, will finish? If you got to put your neck on the line today and we might still make further additions, where do Villa finish this
3: season? Ooh. Ninth. 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 Seventh. seventh. Seventh? Yeah. Oh, I was going to split the difference and go Eight. Eighth. I was going to say, I wish <laughs> I said it first now because it looks <laughs> like I've <I'm> just... <laughs> I'm going to go eighth as well, yeah. Fair play. I think we'll be just outside you know what? the rest, the best of the rest. i would be buzzing to be in that Europa Conference. I know a lot of people have slagged it off that Europa Conference League. I'll be buzzing just to get knocked out by an Icelandic team.
2: Hmm.
1: So I said, I thought we'd come out of that. Well, we haven't really, have we? No.
3: Matt said ninth, and we're ninth at the moment.
1: That's obviously not where we have finished. Um, we could have saved ourselves a little bit by if one of us had have said 12th or 13th or something, we could have said, oh, look, well, we kind of, you know, we weren't that sure. You said seventh, though and it seems some way off of Villa to get anywhere near that now, doesn't it?
2: 100%. Yeah, have 10 points off Wolves in eighth. and uh, Gerard has spoken about internal targets. They've got a place they want to finish. I think it might be eighth, you know. But it, yeah, I think they need, they need to beat Wolves a week Saturday, call the gap to seven again and hopefully try and pick Wolves to the eighth. But yeah, uh, massively overplayed that one as well. you thinking last summer, you're thinking they recruited well, you're signing players for thirty million quid, and you're thinking, okay, we lost Grealish, the, the over-dependency on him. Um, Villa can I, you I mean. they've got a more rounded squad. I uh, think they added quite well. But looking back, it, it failed to work out that way injuries have, have cost Villa a little bit as well. Mm. But yeah, this is where they want to get to, and it's that jump from mid-table to the, the top top six. Now that's the biggest jump. We, Villa, Villa have jumped massively in, in recent seasons. Now they? they've gone from Championship yeah. survival, eleventh last season, and then it's this, this jump now. That's the hardest one of all. So. I mean, Next season will be the fourth year of the the well-documented five-year plan under the owners. And, and the end goal there in 2023 is European qualification. So, like you say, coming around to a big summer again, and I think we need to be knocking on, on the doors. Um, the top six, seven next season for sure. So, yeah, um, I, think, I think Villa are where they are for a reason, Dan. I think they've equaled the tally for losses last season, 15, with nine to play. Mm. So, hasn't an happened for them. Change of manager in November. Uh, and like you say, I think they had a decent January and they're trying to, trying to tail off this season quite well. So we'll see. But um, like you say, the, the result is West Ham and Arsenal previously that just shows you the gap at the moment. And mm. Villa are our are mid-table, are mid-table outfit at the moment.
1: Is the five-year plan or the Villa project or whatever you want to call it, is that still on
3: course? Are we
1: still on course of where the owners want us to go? I, think
3: so. I don't know about you you guys, but I feel like it's just, we, we've only seen improvement. So, look, this season hasn't even kicked the ball yet and whatever happens, happens. But I feel like we have made that progress and we're on course.
0: they a lot better than Tony Jaar's five-year plan. And <laughs> yeah, where's
1: the roller coasters? Um,
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Even if this coming, I'm not trying to write this season, I've got high hopes for it, but even if this season is a fair to middling maintaining of what's so far, I think the plan's still on course, isn't it? Yeah, because you're more likely to go from, what was it,
1: 17th, 11th, 10th, 6th, and 17th, 11th, 6th. It's
0: an extra season, but it's more, it's more realistic. I think, I think what will show whether the plan's on course is how Villa can cope with setbacks. For me, it will show that the project is about a way of working, it's about a system, it's about a method, it's about a way of recruitment, it's about a culture that you're bringing. It's not about an individual at all. And we need to come test that theory of showing that without Jack Greeley. Take a bit of
1: credit for that one to suggest it might take an extra season longer than yes. we all thought. Seventeenth to eleventh to sixth, was probably a little bit silly, wasn't it? There was another clip that will play later where Matt kind of suggests that feels like we have to get Europe this year, and mm. and we talked about would it be a disappointing thing to to not get that? um But it does take a longer time to build, doesn't it? And you mentioned that gap between where we are now and where we want to be. And, is it is a big gap, isn't it? It's not something that you you change overnight, or really it's changed overnight. I know people compare us to West Ham that they've finished you know, yeah. down the bottom end of the table, and now they're right up there in a Europa League quarterfinals, and think, oh, that that could have been us. But it doesn't always work. Oh, that does it. You have to be a, a little bit patient sometimes. And if next season is the year that we break into some kind of European competition, we'll say, well, that's progress year on year. And Ooh. yeah, what what's to argue with that?
2: Yeah, like you say, they've been really inconsistent this season um, from one result to another mm-hmm. and that's what the, the, and they're mid-table for a reason. But um, yeah, I think changing the manager, I think new methods, the players, I think Gerard last week at Arsenal down, he said players are lacking the belief to go out and carry the game plan uninstructed un- on them. So he yeah. called a few out without naming them. Um, yeah, I think they've lacked a little bit of belief of late against the big big clubs. I think Gerard said the, the players are waiting for stuff to happen. So they will a bit of a, a mentality issue. At the moment, amongst amongst a few of them, and like you say, with, with the the top six in the so called elite clubs, that they they have w- a winning mentality. And I think I think in the summer, Joe wants to bring in winners, proven winners, like he did with Coutinho. Luca Dean's a winner as well. Callum Chambers, even decent decent addition. And he will shape his squad how he wants it. And I asked Joe last week about the summer, just how important is it? He couldn't stress it enough um, to really really get get amongst the group and filter out the ones that. Are, the so-called weaker players, and um yeah, get, get all the players to boy into it. Fresh season, you'll have money to spend again from the owners, and it, there'll be no excuses next season. Obviously, mm. the changing manager in November didn't help matters. I think Matt said in that clip. Then it, it will depend how Villa how Villa deal with setbacks, and I think the, that was setbacks quite quite badly in the Canber His his injury. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, I think it all points to a big summer, and like you say in your prediction, I think I think it's got to happen next season for sure.
1: Yeah, let's talk about what our definition for success was because this is something that we'll again talk about in this summer and we'll all be saying what you just said. It has to be this year that we get into uh, Europe. So if I'm we're not- saying the same things in summer 2023 oh. that we didn't make it, it has to be 2024. You can't just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. You have to change something at some point. So let's go back again to August and see what our definitions of success for Villa this season would be back then. What is your definition of success for Villa in 21 22? Come to you first,
0: Matt. Probably Dean Smith's still been in charge. Because yeah. uh, if we fail, we won't be. Um, I want to win something. The League Cup would do. I finish higher than last season. Hopefully, win a trophy of sorts.
2: More points. 55 yeah. was last season. Prove that by 10, 65. we we'll be there or thereabouts. We'll be in the
3: top four if we get 65. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just
2: more points on the board. and yeah. just, Everyone's come away from Villa Park week, so and enjoyed that. Yeah, really enjoyed going down there. and As long as the enjoyment factor is there, everyone's happy. Mm. With the way they're playing, if it doesn't happen one week, you get beat one week, okay, you win the next. And yeah, look, Dean Smith's doing the job, you do something well there. And I lost to go deep in the FA Cup, that got taken away from us last season, yeah. FA Cup, you know what I mean, because of the Covid. So we'll crack at that, I'll be happy. And um, she's finishing a little bit higher. I've done set myself too high, saying top six and all that, but more points on the board can I be progress.
1: Pretty telling clip, isn't it, with the, the benefit of hindsight. Dean Smith's still been in charge, gone in November. Mm. Uh, good, good run in the FA Cup, out uh, in the first opportunity in the first yep. round. Win a League Cup maybe, out against Chelsea on penalties. Mm. Um, still finishing higher than last season is obviously still to be still to be seen. But from our definitions, this this season has been a failure. It's been unsuccessful.
2: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see if Pervez does a um, he does end of season video. Does need to address fans and looks mm. back at the season review. So I'd be intrigued to see how he. He rates this one because I think Perslow's last, last summer he looked at it with uh last season with with regret given that you know, Villa, Villa just faded away, didn't they? Yeah, in the new year, Jack Greenish injury and stuff like that. So he really thought Villa were on course for European football last season. And Perslow spoke of his not anger but disappointment at Villa just slipping away when they did. So then a big recruitment drive in the summer it hasn't worked out that well. And it's been a season, yeah, a season of change, really, hasn't it? And Gerard's at the helm now. And, um, yeah, on the whole, do you, do you say it's been a been um, a disappointment, Dan? been a failure this season, or it's hard to say, isn't it?
1: I think so. Obviously, there's still nine yeah. games to go. I still think finishing in the top half after losing Grealish, and especially, yeah, even if you just said losing Grealish and signing two or three new players, I still think that's pretty good to get in the top half. The fact that mm. we've went on a losing run, sat the manager, got Gerard in, who's never managed in the Premier League before, and still manage to sneak into the top half, even if it's 10th on goal difference. I still think that's a pretty, in a weird way, that's still a success because it's better than last year and it's, it's signs of progress. I think to to really say this season was unsuccessful or, or a failure by our own definition was to be involved in a relegation to scrap, scrap again. And maybe at one stage it looked like that, that could have been the case. But if we finish 16th or something this year, you think think Villa, Villa aren't going anywhere here. So... Part of me still feels like if you do get into the top half or for some reason, I say you finish 12th, but you get more than 55 points, so it's better than last season. I still think part of me thinks that's, that's success and something to build on with a new manager for next year. Agree or disagree?
2: Yeah, yeah totally agree with you, 100%. Um, that, yeah, that'll be the the remit next summer to really kick on. And yeah, ninth, no, for, for first top half finish in over a decade. So you've got to look at the pluses yeah. there. Yeah. Another plus, like we mentioned, Jacob Ramsey's emergence. That's been a massive plus. Um, your players-wise, individually, hasn't been too much to shout about, has there really? Coutinho, that's been a great sign, got a great addition. I thought the January window as a whole was very good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, with McLaren blue-tinted glasses on. Um,
1: Martinez signed a new deal, didn't he? Martinez long a
2: deal. Um, yeah, so... I, yeah, I think I think Gerard's brought brought brought, brought some different as well. I've, I've looked at Gerard's management. I think the results mm-hmm. have been decent. Um, Performance against the big teams have been good, and um, yeah, I've liked. You know, I should me start on the gap with Arsenal and West Ham? But but yeah, big big summer needed, Dan, and um, I, I'm trusting Gerard to, to really to do well next season.
1: The the last clip that I've got for this, uh, it was near the very start of the podcast. I don't know what the the conversation was or the first question, but Matt basically said that I feel like we need to get Europe now to avoid losing out on our our current
0: squad. I don't know whether this summer has made me think we need to move a little bit faster because I don't want to happen what's happened this summer. Mm. I don't want our best players to be cherry-picked. I want us to keep pace with their ambitions. I thought we could do that with Jack Grealish. Perhaps I was being naive, but I think we need to get in Europe. This season, which to me, creates... We're we're really excited about the options that we've got and the signings that we've made. But it comes with a... There's no real bedding in period. I think James, in his pre-season preview, um, put that he thinks there could be teething troubles before we we get up and running. I'm not sure we can afford those teething troubles, really. So I think, as exciting as it is, I think it comes with a a lot of pressure. Because I I don't think we want to feel that feeling that we felt this summer of feeling that, that our best assets have been ripped away from us.
2: Matt, talk about possibly losing the best players. You mentioned Watkins and people like that. Like they haven't performed to the levels they hit oh, last yeah. season either. True. So, um, I think the I mean, Matty Cash is interested in Atletico Madrid there. So, depends what happens with him. He's, he's had a decent season, Matty Cash. But yeah, all the others mentioned that they haven't really pulled up any trees, to be honest. There's no real standout player other than Ramsey, like, like we've said. So, they've got to really kick on next season as well for their own careers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, that they have yeah, aspirations to, to play in Europe and if they're going to do that, they're really, really going to improve. So, yeah, I think a few have, have performed way below the usual standards, the standards that we, we grew to them to see. So, yeah, um, they really need to kick on now with watkinsies and McGinn's. McGinn's been inconsistent. you can go from yeah. the brilliant to the bad. I think McGinn's been decent value this season but on other occasions, I think he needs to, he needs to really improve again. So, there's a few you can mention. Um, concert hasn't really been uh, his best this season either. And yeah, in order for them to to push Villa forwards, that they've got to improve. And Gerard will look at that in the summer as well. He'll bring in more help in terms of recruitment as well. And the recruitment policy will be, will be under scrutiny in the summer, given Villa signed. I mean, the, the decisions made last season. Bailey hasn't worked out really. Ings is jury's still out on Ings um, mm. and players like that. So yeah, we'll see. But um I think you talk about European football, Dan, like we have done. Like it's an easy thing to do. It's not easy at all. Premier League's a hard league, so it's not going to be a, g- a gimme for Villa. So um, yeah. we've got to you've got, got to see signs of improvement big time from, from starting in August when the season starts again.
1: There's a, there's a couple of comments suggesting they'd sell Watkins now. And which is, oh. the, again, the benefit of hindsight that a great point you just made there is that the players that were wor- worried about losing have, have dipped their standards essentially from, from last year. So, you know, if you just said back in August to sell McGee or to sell to sell Watkins, you'd be thinking, oh, well, that's going to rip Villa's side up. But yeah. you'd be looking at selling seven goals a season, only Watkins this year. And you'd probably think, oh, OK, well, we can replace him and, and do better. The one oh. that you'd be worried about, Emi Martinez, who's a genuine world-class goalkeeper, has signed a new contract this season. So, yeah, if players leave because they've underperformed this year and we get decent money for them, you sit on the sidelines of the fan and say, yeah, fair enough, right, we move on, we're still here, we yeah. go again, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Oh. So, yeah, I think that was a pretty decent episode, I think, to, to fill the international break. I quite enjoyed that. I did not enjoy looking back at myself. I think I've gained a, a little bit of weight since the summer. And Matt Kendrick is halved in size. He looks a totally yeah. different guy in those videos, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, it
2: does, yeah. Like you say, he's lost loads of weight, Matt. Fair play yeah, to yeah. You.
1: Yeah, I want I want that to be me next summer. <laughs> I want to be the one that's lost a load of weight. Um, yeah, Ash, thank you very much for your time. As always, um, like I said, we can amend ours a little bit and look at the end of the season. See if what I when mean, if Watkins and Ings don't even get twenty, we look silly twice. So there's, yeah, there's that oh, risk. No. come on. Um, man thanks to everyone for watching along live and uh, getting involved in the comments as usual. We do appreciate it. And anyone watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify and anywhere like that, do leave us a review comments, those kind of things. They really do help. Um, but yeah. Thank you very much for watching or listening. We'll be back. I don't know, maybe earlier next week with something else, maybe an international review or something. Oh, I don't know. We'll work that out. It sounds depressing doesn't it, when you say <laughs> Uh But if not, like a preview for, for Wolves so will be the next thing that we do. So yeah, thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again soon.